It's Friday, the 14th of May, 2021. Welcome to your Mentored Briefing, the business headlines you need to know, delivered to you in five minutes. I'm Sean Aylmer. In today's headlines, tech stocks tumble as investors desert last year's darlings, looking for better value elsewhere. Plus, federal opposition leader Anthony Albanese presents an alternate budget which highlights affordable housing as an election issue. Crown Resorts edges towards winning a license to run a casino in New South Wales and why car companies are giving refunds to new vehicle buyers. Our lead story today, technology stocks have tumbled around the globe this week, aided by surprisingly strong inflation figures in the US, which triggered fears of interest rate hikes. Australian companies followed their North American and Asian counterparts, dropping sharply yesterday. Accounting software group Zero fell 13%. It is now down 20% for the month. That was after disappointing investors about growth prospects. Buy Now Pay Later Group Afterpay fell more than 5% and is off one-third during the past four weeks. Competitor Zipco hasn't done much better. Overall, the S&P ASX All Technology Index is down 14% since the middle of April. Why the ferocious sell-off? Well, each stock has its own ecosystem, but above all that is fear of inflation. In the case of tech stocks, they hit highs around the globe earlier this year. That's because COVID-19 accelerated growth in the use of technology. But the world is getting back to normal. Where's the next surge in growth coming from for the tech stocks? Suddenly, based on future earnings growth, the tech stocks don't look anywhere near as attractive as many other companies. His future earnings now look much brighter given the rollout of vaccines and economic rebound. Over the long term, quality technology stocks like any quality stock will do well. But whereas picking almost anything in the sector would work out 12 months ago, investing in tech stocks is much tougher today. In overseas news, the conflict in Gaza and Israel is escalating, with US President Joe Biden now involved in diplomatic efforts to end the violence. Hundreds of rockets have flown over the region in the past 48 hours, and a United Nations Security Council meeting has been requested for later tonight. At least 87 people have been killed so far, including 18 children, in just four days. Bloomberg is reporting that Colonial Pipeline, that's a 5,500-mile pipeline in the US that was hacked cutting fuel supplies along the East Coast, paid a $5 million ransom to the hackers to get fuel flowing again. The report says the company paid the ransom in untraceable cryptocurrency, but the decrypting tool provided was too slow. Last night, fuel started to flow again after Colonial rebooted its own system using backup software. And Elon Musk, head of Tesla, said the electric vehicle manufacturer wouldn't accept Bitcoin to purchase cars, blaming the large amount of energy used in the processing of managing Bitcoin. It was quite a reversal given just five weeks ago, he announced that buyers could use Bitcoin. It sent the cryptocurrency down more than 10% to as low as $46,000 a unit, though it has come back a bit. The currency was also hurt by the higher than expected inflation figures. Over the past month, the value of Bitcoin is down 23%. That's the news from around the globe, and this is your Mentored Briefing. Let's go to local stories now. The federal opposition provided its response to the government's budget last night. With an election probably less than a year away, it was Anthony Albanese's chance to provide his view of the future. The centrepiece of his budget was a $10 billion future fund to build 30,000 low-cost houses. It also included money for apprenticeships in the clean energy sector and criminalisation of wage theft. As much as anything, Mr Albanese's speech set out some of the issues the next election will be fought over. Affordable housing, jobs, aged care, equality for women and taxation. 
Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg said the assumption in the federal budget on Tuesday night that all Australians would have access to a vaccine by the end of the year was just that, an assumption. It wasn't policy. So far, close to 3 million jabs have been administered. Crown Resorts, which is under takeover offer, got some good news yesterday, taking a step closer to gaining a licence to operate in New South Wales. It's made commitments to the state's independent liquor and gaming authority, which include paying a casino supervision levy, abandoning all international junket partnerships, adopting a cashless gaming model and phasing out indoor smoking, according to media reports. Treasury Wines, owner of Penfolds, held an Investor Day yesterday and wants to push its flagship brand into the lofty company of luxury brands like Mercedes, Hennessy and Gucci. Treasury has been trying to reinvent its business, or at least find new customers, since China effectively banned wine imports last November. Part of that strategy is pushing Penfolds, which accounts for two-thirds of total earnings of the Treasury Group, higher up the food chain, so to speak. And buyers of new cars are being offered refunds amid huge blowouts in waiting times for vehicles to be delivered, according to a report in the Financial Review. Shutdowns on overseas factories means waiting times for new cars of up to six months. Add to that a global shortage in semiconductors, and buyers aren't happy. Kia Motors is among the most affected, with some buyers having to wait for the full six months. Alternatively, Kia is offering them a refund. That's your mentored briefing for today. Don't miss out on any updates from us here at Mentored by subscribing to our newsletter. Visit mentored.com.au to stay up to date on all the latest. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day.